There's nobody more miserable than a Christian trying to straddle between their life and his life, their happiness and his joy. There I'm gonna make it and here's how make you make it. Come on, sell out, take the plunge, get in. As long as you're straddling the fence, you're going to be miserable. Give me my scripture. Got a teaching spirit. Give me my scripture back. Then when? When? No, when? When you have the joy of his salvation. What is his salvation? See, we get it all backwards. You die, he lives. That's it. You die, he lives. I want to. I have a right. Everybody else is doing it. How's that working out for him? Dear precious Mother Jolly, there are so many. There are so many in this generation who have never learned the art, the freedom of surrender. Or we sing the song. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence, daily live. I surrender all. My will, my way, my wants, my desires, my I have a right. I didn't tell you it was easy. If it was easy, you wouldn't pay the price. I die, he lives. I die, he lives. And he doesn't live any other way. Total and full, complete and absolute surrender. 1,000% sanctification. Not my will. But thy will be done. Great God in heaven. This is not Luke 6.38. Given it shall be given to you. I'm not receiving an offering. I'm presenting an offering. Here we are, Lord. Here we are. 
It's called consecration. It's called separation. It's called, I need nothing but you. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. How do we know if we have it? We convert sinners. It's quiet. We convert sinners. We invite people to church. In order to invite people to church, we have to come. Maybe that's why we don't invite them. Because we might not feel like it on Sunday morning. I mean, it might be cold. Who knows? Hmm? Who knows? Pastor Rod may not let us out in time for the NFL playoffs. My roast might burn. Ain't nobody cook no roast anymore. What am I talking about? The restaurant may be full. Hallelujah. You do. Sister Yoda, you cook a mean pot roast. My wife cook a mean cabbage rolls. It's sanctified. I, I don't, I don't want to yell and scream at you. I just want to ask you, do you have the joy of his salvation? Do you really have it? Because he gave you the way to know. It's not a condemning message because he said, I will give you the joy of my salvation. Whew. Think of that. Eternal life, freedom from your mess and your stench and your nastiness and your uncleanness and your unholiness. He'll wash that all away. And he will give you joy. And then you'll invite folks to church. You know why? Because you can't help it. Because you want everybody to have what you have. Now, I, I am not yet, I have not yet scratched the surface of what I want to share with you. And there's a reason for that. It's because God has shifted the paradigm. Thank him for the blessed Holy Spirit. He has, he has shifted the focus. And uh, it goes something like 
a feature film that I saw. I, I love authentic films uh, about World War II. One of my uncles gave his life in World War II. And there was a gentleman named Desmond Doss in World War II. It was different back then than it is now. There was respect for the flag. There was love for the nation. There was a unity. There was an understanding that America was, is, and will forever be the greatest nation God ever graced the earth with. And, and young men, young men didn't have to be drafted. They didn't have to be drafted like Vietnam. They wanted to sign up. And folk, men like my father entered the United States military 14 months ahead of his 18th birthday because he lied on his forms. And they didn't ask many questions, they needed men. And he went, and I'm so honored that he did. Well, Desmond Doss, we hear a lot today about religious exemptions, right? I mean, it's not political. I mean, they make it political, but it's not political. Some folks have a religious problem with taking a vaccine. Well, that's their right. The same as it's a Muslim's right or a, a Seventh-day Adventist right or a Jehovah's Witness right. In America, we're all free to exercise our religious freedom. So, way back yonder, Desmond Doss had a religious exemption because the particular denomination that he belonged to, the Seventh-day Adventist, taught very, very strongly about the Ten Commandments. One of those was, you shall not kill. He had that in his heart, plus his father had almost shot to death his mother's brother with a gun. And that day, Desmond made a vow to God, I'll never touch one as long as I live. So he enlisted in the military, but he would not carry a weapon. Well, this presented a dilemma for the armed forces. You're going to be on the front lines of battle. People are going to be shooting at you. They want to kill you. You have to be able to at least defend yourself. And he said, no, I won't do it. And they said, well, then you're not gonna serve. And so he said, yes, I will serve. It's my right to serve. So he went to World War II and he became a medic assistant. He was just a private first class. He, he did not have an upper rank. He didn't have a medical degree. He didn't have all those things, but he was willing to serve. That's his picture right there in World War II. So it came that the Japanese army was dug in, dug in on Okinawa. Over 70% of Okinawa was surrounded by sharp, steep cliffs, 135 feet from here 
to there, straight down a jagged, craggy mountainside that the United States had to get up to where the Japanese had been dug in for years. Tunnels, traps, mines, because they knew to be defeated and for the Allied forces to have Okinawa as a, a base for military operations in World War II, they would have to have Okinawa. So there they went. Naturally, when they, the troops got up that hillside and they started into the battle, it was, to say the least, one of the most deadly, horrific scenes that there could have ever been in the annals of military war. Desmond and all of the other United States forces and allied forces were ordered to retreat. And retreat they did, all except Desmond. Desmond, without a weapon, Desmond, without any cover, spent an entire night going and finding the wounded, the dying, the bleeding, no limbs, no arms, their insides blown open and laying beside their bodies. But back then, the United States military had a saying, we don't leave anybody behind. And Desmond Doss, by himself, headed back in to the bullets and the bombs and the mines and the stench. You could not walk anywhere without stepping on bodies. And he spent the entire night carrying. I'm going to show you him carrying other men. And I want you to remember this. I showed some of our leaders this morning before I came in. Notice the way he's carrying them. And think about the way a shepherd carries his sheep when he finds that one. When he found you, he didn't say do it on your own. He didn't say you be better. He picked us up. And with our legs this way and our arms this way, brought us together around his back and over his shoulders. And to this very minute, he's carrying you. It's all about the one. In the next few months, by the grace and the help of God, I'm going to find the Desmond Dosses. I'm going to find somebody that's not all about you. What can God do for me?
Why hasn't God done this for me? I can't believe this happened to me. Open up your phone and find the name of somebody that's just about gone. They don't know God. They're one tiny capillary in their brain away from a stroke that would take their life. One breath of air in from breathing in COVID and ending up on a ventilator and losing their life. We've lost 100 men and women from this congregation since COVID began. Over 100 funerals at this altar. And you think you have tomorrow? You think they have tomorrow? We're so careless. Your own family is on their way to hell and you pray for God to send somebody else to reach them. Just write down a name and I want you to look at it. I want you to look at it on your phone. I'm not bringing guilt or condemnation to you. I'm going to teach you how to have a burden for those people. I'm going to teach you because nobody teaches you. Because no churches teach you. 75% of all churches in America will never share how to share your faith. In the entire history of the church. They'll never do it. But we will. Because God told me 28 years ago, I'm going to give you the greatest soul winning Pentecostal church America has ever seen. And if you think I've given up on that, you couldn't be more mistaken. And I don't need everybody. 120 will do. But I pray you'll be one. I'll teach you how to share your faith in such a way that is so uninvasive that it seems no different than just everyday conversation, but the Holy Spirit will be on it. Did you see the joy when Carrie shared about her one? She didn't know I was doing this today, but she shared about her one. There was at least enough of what I've said before in her that she understood that's my one. Her own daughter. Where's yours? Where's your husband? Where's your wife? Where's your teenager? I'll tell you where they're going to be. In that seat right beside you. That's where they're going to be. That's where they're going to be. That's where they're going to be. And I'm going to lead you there. I'm going to lead you there. If every single church building in America was filled today, 97% of America could not get in a building. Church buildings have seating for only 3% of the population of America. And they're not full. 99% of the people you will encounter in the next 
seven days will spend eternity in hell. If you think that looked like hell, you ought to know about the real one. But we don't want to think about that. We don't think about that because we want to be happy. If you'll think about that, you'll have joy. Can you imagine how it feels to see your child on the front row? Can you imagine that person? Look at their name. Look at their name. Look at their name. Now for a brief five seconds, think about them in hell. And you the only thing that can stop them. You say this is sobering, Pastor. Well, we've had too much party church. Too much party church. There aren't enough tears. There aren't enough altars. There aren't enough miracles. There aren't enough signs. There aren't enough wonders. Because miracles, signs, and wonders are actually supposed to be worked on them outside here. We all come in here and sing in tongues. Tongues is for a sign to unbelievers. That's what your Bible says. Why are you talking to each other in tongues? Amen. Now we got to get serious. He said, ask of me and I will give it to you. How many of you believe that? Well, how come you don't believe the part attached to it that said, ask of me and I will give you the heathen for your inheritance. Not a Rolex watch, the heathen. Not a new car, the heathen. The people whose name you wrote down. And we're going to be like him. We're going after the one until. Not if it doesn't happen next Sunday, until. Not if it doesn't happen in the next six weeks, until. Not if it doesn't happen by July, until. Because they're still laying there. But there's a, they're alive, there's hope. There's a chance. I know they've lost their limbs of self-respect, but they're still alive. I, I know that they're sticking the steely knife in their arm and can't kill the beast, but they're still alive. I know that they've been church hurt, but they're still alive. There's still hope if Desmond Doss will just hear him and be willing to go get them. What would it be like if by the end of this year, you'd brought 75 into the kingdom. If there were only a thousand people in this church, which there are many thousands more than that, if there were only a thousand, that would put 75,000 people in the kingdom of God. Not 75. 75,000. And if we don't reach them, they're going to die out there. And they're going to die without God. And the hell that their eyes will open in, the hell they're going through right now could never compare. This is real. This isn't entertainment. 
It's not a church growth strategy. It's the heart of Jesus. We've got little cards that I want everybody to take. We'll have them at the doors on your way out. They're just little cards. And uh, all they say is, uh, it's on us. Just like this. It says, it's on us on one side. And then on the other side, it says, this is the sign you've been waiting for. And all you do is pay for the person in line behind you or leave it on the table with a $50 tip. If you don't tip 50 or 20%, don't go. Don't go. I'm not playing. Don't go. Eat at home. 20%. I don't know how to do that. You got a cell phone. Twelve ninety nine. 12%, 20%. It'll pop right up there for you. I want everybody to take these. I want you to distribute them. But most of all, I want you to begin to pray. And I want you to determine, next week, somebody's coming with me. Because I'm going to act so excited about church, I don't know what to do. Every person I meet, I'm going to say, I can't wait to get to church Sunday. Well, that might offend them. Better to offend them than him. Your grocery store lady, the lady that puts the stenchions in your hair, did your nails, not you, Elder Mike. Yeah. She said they'd have to have a chainsaw. <laughs> you said, but I, I kind of feel uneasy. Good. Good. You're not always supposed to leave yelling and screaming. Sometimes you're supposed to leave thinking and praying. Change me, God. I mean, you don't want to go to heaven and get to heaven. And Jesus say, well, did you bring anybody? I mean, you danced a lot. You sang really good. You preached well. Did you ever invite anybody to church? You say, well, what if they say no? Say, well, I'll just believe you're going to come sometime. I love you so much. How hard is that? You're supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's not for you to talk in tongues. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is all about the one. Power to be witnesses. Yes? Yes. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, next Sunday, Lord God, anoint me. Ah, put a Holy Ghost rope around me and send me out. Let me be Desmond Dawson in that pulpit 
next week. Let not a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl be able to resist the anointing upon your word next Sunday morning as we commit to you to bring people that need to hear the gospel into this house so that you can restore to us the joy of your salvation. Lord God, open doors. I command open doors right now. I command freedom of access. I command boldness, joy in sharing about your kingdom upon every person in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. While I was talking, in the spirit I saw some of you hurting and bleeding, frightened, dying without God. I think every true believer over the last two years has said to themselves, how in the world is anybody going to live during this time without Jesus? Who do they go to when they don't have Jesus? If that's you, you don't have to wait till next Sunday. Jesus died for you. This building was built for you. That chair is in place for you. Whatever got you to come to this building, God put in place just for you, for this moment. For this very moment. Everyone standing, please. No one looking around. Holy Spirit, convict of sin, convince of righteousness. There needs to be some surrendering today. No one looking around, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, I already prayed for you this morning. I prayed for you yesterday and last Tuesday and last Monday. I prayed for you on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. I prayed for you yesterday that you would be under the sound of my voice and that God's Christ would help me to reach you. He loves you so much. There are only two kinds of people on earth, those going to heaven and those that are not. Hell is a reality, and if you go there, you'll be an intruder on God and on the devil. Hell was made for those who reject Christ, not made for you. Right now, Jesus is speaking to you and he's saying, I want to give you eternal life. I want to forgive you. I want to wash you clean in my blood and give you heaven to go to heaven in. Let him do it today. Let him do it today. Break the chains today. You can be free. Holy Spirit, do what we cannot do. Walk up and down, in and out every aisle. Speak to every heart. Put your hand on every person and say, today's your day. You can be free. When I say three, raise your hand. We're going to pray. God will do exactly what we ask him to do. Don't hesitate. Your Bible said tomorrow is promised to no man. Today, right now, is the day of salvation. And then he said, woe to you. If you harden your heart, if you reject this call one time too many for you will be cut off 
and that without any remedy. Without God forever, don't do it. The door is open. The ark is open. You can come to safety. You can receive Jesus. Not a church, not a religion. Only Jesus never sinned. Only Jesus can forgive you. Wherever you are right now, in the legendary Summerall Tabernacle, or there in Elkhart, Indiana, or at home, or in your automobile, in your kitchen, or in your bedroom, in your living room, wherever you are right now, God is making a call to your heart. Say yes. Make the choice you'll be glad you made when you stand before God in eternity, as we all will, and hear him say, well done and not depart from me. I never knew you. This is it on three. Shoot that hand up in the air and let's pray together. Hands are already going up. What about you? One, two, three. Shoot that hand up in the air and leave it. Leave it. Leave it in the air. I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to be bold and I want you to be brave. There are people around you that will come with you. When I say three, I want you to walk the aisle and meet me at this altar and we're gonna pray together. Do it right now, everyone that raised your hand. One, two, three, come on. Let them know they're making the greatest choice of their life, come on. Down every aisle they're coming. Come on, this is your moment. There's no use for you to lie there and die. Come on, get up. Come to Jesus. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In one aisle. Come on. No, you need to clap. The whole reason you're here is for them. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Break the chains. Break the chains. Come on. If there's somebody around you, you're unsure whether they're ready to go to heaven or not, just offer to walk with them. Just say, I'd love to walk with you if you want to pray. They won't lie to you. If they're ready to go to heaven, they'll tell you and they won't be offended. But if they're not ready, that can be the thing that brings them to Jesus. Right now, make sure everybody around you is ready to go to heaven. They're still coming. Come on. Come on, break the chains. It's not a funeral dirge. Come on. I'm waiting. Still coming. Still coming. Come on, sir. It takes 1,000 churches, $100,000 to win one soul. Somebody get happy about what's going on right here. This is what heaven shouts over. The Bible doesn't say heaven shouts because somebody left their walker behind. The Bible says heaven shouts over one soul. Come on. I surrender.
How you doing, Jim? Who's your buddy? Jamie, he works with you. Don't put the camera on him, son. You volunteered here yesterday with Jim? Is that right? You brought him from Pennsylvania? Yeah. <laughs> from Pennsylvania. Works with him. Hey. You know, And uh, Darren, my cousin, who's Jim's big buddy, uh, texted me yesterday and said, Jim's going to have somebody with him tomorrow morning that needs Jesus. And I texted Darren back and I said, they won't when they leave. Who could you have brought today? Who could you have brought today? Who could you have invited? Do it next Sunday. Look, I, I didn't even preach for souls today, but that anointing is always on this place because God does not forget his word. You understand? God does not forget his word. Now we're gonna be soul winners. Yes. Every single one of us. Because I'm telling you right now, Jesus is coming really soon. Everybody lift your hands like you just don't care. And everybody say, Jesus, I come to you today because I need a savior. And you're the only one that died for me. And I need you in my life. Forgive me of my sins. I wanna be in your kingdom. Forgive me, give me eternal life. Show me how to live for you and I'm gonna do it. Amen. Now receive the life of a child of God and just get happy about it. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I wanna invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.